0: Good morning everyone, it is Monday, February 6th, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio and a particularly good morning to Manchester United fans. Liverpool 7, United 0 at Anfield this morning. Outstanding performance, but what a weekend of footy it was in the NRL. The Dolphins, one of the great shocks beating the Roosters there yesterday at Suncorp, 28-18. Gee, Shano's going to be up and about, no doubt about that. And The weekend got off to a good start on Friday afternoon when the Aussies got the job done over in India by nine wickets in the end after a pretty tense opening half hour or so. It was uh, pretty comfortable there after that. Uh, but uh, the Kings, they leveled the championship series in New Zealand yesterday. Great weekends racing, although thought certainly with Ethan Brown, although he's expected to make a full recovery, that awful fall at Flemington in the Australian Guineas. He's facing some more surgery today. It was a group one double for Zach Purton. Uh, in Sydney on Communist in the Ramwick Guineas and Artorias in the Canterbury Stakes.
1: Loza. great to have the footy back. How good was it? Morning to you, mate. Uh, morning, boys. Morning, everybody. Yeah, it was great. Uh, some great results over the weekend. Uh, none more so impressive, I suppose, than the new boys on the block, the Dolphins. Not many people gave them a chance against the Roosters yesterday and I thought they were outstanding. They turned up, 35,000 people, close to 35,000 people at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, they had some tremendous players. Uh, the experienced forward pack uh, really led the way. I thought Cafusi uh, was on a mission yesterday, he just was lethal with the way that he defended. Jeremy Marshall King out of dummy half. Uh, the cool guiding hand of Sean O'Sullivan um, as a halfback, and then Hemiso Tabuay Fadao at the back, just with his pure speed. Uh, Looked dangerous every time he received the ball. So well done to everyone involved with that club. They only had 450 days to get themselves up and running. And they started their debut season in the best possible fashion under the master coach, Wayne Bennett.
0: Yeah, it was someday there at Brisbane. Some evening at Leichhardt then last night. Morning to your pup. How oh, are you,
2: Papa Good morning, boys. Happy Monday. Morning to our listeners. Yeah, uh, the weekend started very well with the Aussie cricketers. Um, fantastic win. Great turnaround after the first two test matches. And uh, to get those runs one down, I think, surprised a lot of people. So it under them. Uh, awesome footy on the weekend. Uh, loved just about every single game I watched, I think there was some obviously brilliant performances. Dolphins, what an upset um, to beat the Roosters as well. I, yep, that puts my uh, puts my tips well and truly back in my mouth. No, and my, no one tipped the what Dolphins. What about my wooden spoon call? Or our wooden spoon call. The Dolphins they have just shut us up. So well done to them. Um, and yeah, not the uh, not the greatest finish to my weekend watching the uh, the Tigers, Mido. Unfortunately,
0: give credit to the Titans. I think they're going to be better than what. You know, a lot of people think, mm. as you probably suggested last week, loss twenty-two to ten at the end. The Titans led eighteen to. The issue they got now, though, Kieran Foran limping off with a knee injury, and you could just tell that combination on that edge with David Fafita looked lethal.
1: Yeah, well, they identified experience as something that let them down last year in those key positions, so they went out and bought Sam Verrills and mm. Kieran Foran, um, and they were playing some really good football. Um, I think, though, early in the season, you got to wait to teams settle down. Like, some teams will be up ready to go round one. Other teams will take about a month or so to get into their rhythm. Um, and while, you know, the Titans were, were okay and got the two points last night, I still think there was a lot there in the Tigers' performance. I, I, I like the way that they were moving the ball. It's going to be a brand of football that they'll continue to play. They made far too many errors. Mm. Oh, and, yeah. and that... Yeah, you know, once once they eliminate that from their game, um, they'll be okay. Yeah, uh, you know, Bateman to come back into the team. Yeah, not all doom and gloom for the Tigers, but the Titans they had to travel down here to Sydney get the victory. Uh, big weekend for all Queensland clubs. The four Queensland clubs all won. Geez, Brisbane were good as well. Brisbane they? were
2: good on Friday night. What? Who's the number six for Brisbane? Ezra Mann, mate. Yeah, he's he's he might be my new favourite. It's a good player. What about the way he plays? Yeah. Unbelievable runner of the board Seems tough in defence. A couple of massive hits.
1: Yeah, no, he's a really good player. He played well last season, <sighs> and by all reports, he's had a good um, preseason. He's ready to go. He started the year off well. Jeez, he played uh, well. Penrith, another team. They're, they're still rusty, and it's going to take them time to get used to playing without Corrissow. Uh, that threat of kick out on that left edge. So it'll take them some time. Um, big disappointment yesterday with the Roosters. I know the Titans played well, but the Roosters never gave themselves a chance at all. How flat did they look? Well, surprisingly for me, the Roosters' last two performances, not, not trial matches, but games to play for, they lost their way in the semi against South Sydney and then lost their way against the Dolphins yesterday. And for a team that I think, are going to be extremely hard to beat for the competition. And they they had a few players out. But a lot of those errors yesterday were just unforced. You know, and there's a lack of urgency to start the season off. They knew what they were walking into. But in that second half in particular, they turned over possession. They were lethargic. And, yes, it was hot. And when you turn over possession in those type of conditions, um, it it looked like the Roosters had just been put together Mm. their side rather than... The Dolphins. The Dolphins got better as the game went on.
0: The Roosters have actually now lost their opening game in five of the past six seasons. So yeah. it might be a little trend there at Bondi Junction. But uh, you mentioned him off the top. Felice Kafusi, and he's not a favorite of ours in New South Wales, but he was inspirational yesterday, Loz. Those two massive hits he put on, one which led to a try or two off the Ooh. the set after. But he was, he was tough. He did everything that that club needs as far as leadership, setting an example. I mean, those young blokes playing with him yesterday, they would have just absolutely loved watching
1: that. Well, I think that's the key, you know, leadership. And that's what Wayne Bennett <laughs> brought when he brought those guys from the Melbourne Storm with Bromwich and Kafusi, or the Bromwich brothers and, and Felice Caffucci. Um, You know, that experience. And yesterday, it stood out. Uh, they come from a system in Melbourne where they work hard, they play for one another. Um, they never give up and... I thought they were outstanding. It's yes, possibly Kafusti's best game for a number of years, I thought. And the way that he challenged himself to inspire the team was mm. awesome. That's what he did with the young group. He decided to take it upon himself to go, you know what? This game's in a situation here. It can go either way. I'm going to be the one that turns it in our favor. And he did it through his whacking defense. He hit under the ball and he just drove people into the ground. And it was an inspiring display. Had a quick look
0: at the most losses market with Tabs. So the Dolphins were, I think, $2.60 heading into the weekend. They're now $4.00. Still the favourites, but you got Newcastle and St. George of Lawarra, of course, had the buy on the weekend, $4.25. The Tigers, $5.50 in that market. And we got a good game Thursday night at Penrith and Souths. So all of a sudden, Penrith, and this is at Penrith, could they lose three meaningful games in a row at home? if you consider the World Club Challenge, of course. Lost round one, home against the Bunnies, who have got their tails up, although the Bunnies have got uh, a couple of significant injuries coming out of their 27-18 to 18 win against Crillala. Well, they're downplaying Latrell Mitchell, who uh, had a bit of a knee knock uh, during the game. And Jai Arrow has a hamstring injury as well. But, uh, gee, they're 11-7 into dollars south to win the premiership, just off round one. From before round one to now, yeah,
1: there's always a reaction, and some are, are an underreaction, some are an overreaction. Um, I think that before a ball was kicked, was kicked, you know, people thought that South Sydney were a legitimate contender. Um, injury to Latrell Mitchell doesn't help on going into this Thursday night's game against Penrith, but again, you know, Penrith are under the pump a little bit. Early in the season, we're we're not used to seeing that. And you mentioned two meaningful games. They wanted to win that World Club Challenge, which they didn't. Then they wanted to start their season off on a good note against the Broncos. They didn't. Getting used to a different, um, not so much a different playing roster, but different individuals playing different roles within the team. So that'll take a little bit of time. Um, and they're taking on South Sydney, who come off a fantastic victory against the Sharks. I thought they were brilliant. In particular, their right edge, Locklin. He's had his best game. Yeah. Uh, we always tend to think of South Sydney attacking down that left side, but they've got potency all over the paddock. Um, so um, you know, they're, they're going to be a, a, a constant threat whoever they play. But to get a few injuries to start the season is not ideal. Um, you know, they're going to look like they'll miss Jai They're underplaying Luttrell at the moment. He did come and back on and play, but you still need a fit Luttrell um, when you're taking on the, the best sides in the competition. But that's a monster game, and in particular, it's a big game for Penrith.
0: Awesome game. Thursday night, looking forward to that. Uh, now, Formula One this morning, Oscar Piastri over in Bahrain. So the young Aussie, his debut lasted 15 laps. In, his, in the season opener there in Bahrain. He was forced to pit, and his McLaren would not restart. Apparently an electrical fault, and he was doing pretty well. He'd made up three positions, uh, but Red Bull, Cornell of the race, Max Verstappen, uh, it's just uh, he's looking for three straight titles, world titles, and he started with a win, beating Sergio Perez, Aston Martins, Fernando Alonso finishing third, but that was Oscar Piastri's debut overnight, uh, now, Clarkie, so Friday, we won by nine wickets there. Steve Smith likely to stay on as captain for the fourth test, which starts Thursday. Uh, the ICC, by the way, gave the pitch a poor rating.
2: <laughs> fair call.
0: <laughs> the indoor is, uh, well, I think that was the dollar one-shot
2: lobbed. Yeah, fair call. Uh, it wasn't, a, to be spinning like that. But it's not just that. It's the, that puff of dust that we spoke about in, uh, I think it was Mitchell Stark's first over. We saw two balls to right charm Just take that puff of dust. You don't want that day one of a test match. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that is is another um, positive for the Aussies that they're saying it wasn't a great wicket. It was poor. It, it spun from ball one. Yet we found a way to, to adapt and, and play better cricket than India in you know conditions that they're a lot more used to and accustomed to than us. So as I said, it just goes to show playing those first two test matches, we're a lot better prepared now. Um, guys played better. They read the conditions better. I think they backed their defence better. Um, yes, boys still use the sweep shot, but a lot of the sweeps were uh, with the spin. But also once they were into their innings. So I think we've, I think we've come a long way. Um, but unfortunately, it took us losing the first two Test matches to get to where we needed to be. And that's, I suppose, what I've been saying the same thing from before a ball's been bowled. Preparation is so important. When you're playing against the best teams in the world in their own backyard, you need to be well prepared. And we weren't. We are much better now prepared. And hopefully we can go on and win this last test and level the series.
0: I guess uh, on the text line, Brad from Broadbeach sums it up. uh, Looking at the headlines, he says, Morning men of forward pack that contains the Bromwich brothers, Tom Gilbert, Ray Stone, Nick Marshall, uh, Nicholas, uh, Nichols, sorry, Mark Nichols, Marshall King, are going to be tough to beat. The old defence wins matches. Life is great in the Sunshine State. Good on you, Brad, there at Broadbeach. Back page of the Daily Telegraph. Last laugh. Benny's boys plucked chooks and rubbed out his noses in it. It's a fin of beauty is on the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald. Masters, Apprentices, Rock NRL, back page of the Australian. And uh, it's certainly got to salute the Dolphins after their 28-18 win against the Roosters yesterday. Healthy crowd, 32,177 for their inaugural match in the NRL. And, uh, well, Wayne Bennett, he acknowledged the comparison as well to his first match when he coached the Broncos back in 88. 44-10, they beat Manly on that occasion uh, I guess the difference with this one, Loz, is, you know, back then they had a whole heap of, well, representative players playing in that Brisbane side back in 88. This team went into this match, pretty much everyone saying they're going to win the spoon this year. So, well, I'd say this would be, it's hard to compare with something 35 years ago, but he was a Cheshire cat after the game yesterday.
1: Oh, and he had every right to be. You know, he put this team together together. Uh been critical of some of his recruits, uh, some people, and obviously the spotlight was on the fact that they couldn't attract a marquee player, Uh, but what he was able to do was get a forward pack of older, experienced players who turned up in game one and played some good football. The biggest challenge for the Dolphins will be to repeat that this weekend. Uh, because it would have taken a lot out of them. And you've got to remember, the build-up to this game would have been unlike any other for the Dolphins players, because new club, they, they know that they've got to get their season off onto a strong start. There's going to be a big crowd at Suncorp Stadium, uh, plenty of eyeballs, to be honest. So they've, they've whipped themselves up. But the, the thing will be now how they come off that performance and go again. Mm. Uh, but you've got Wayne Bennett in charge, Uh, and he's done it over a a period of time where he's able to get the best out in players on a weekly basis and get consistency with his team. But I I think we've said we thought that the Dolphins would be capable of winning five or six games. Based on that yesterday, yes, you'd you'd lock that in every day of the week uh, because I thought they were terrific. Uh, And if that's what we're going to get from them on a consistent basis, they will Win games. They'll outwork teams. And that's exactly what they did yesterday. They made it hard on the opposition. They gave them nothing. Um, they've got a bit of spark there uh, through young Katara at 5'8", who will only get better uh, the more he plays football. Yes, he made some blues, but I just thought that his composure, as the game went on, he started to look like he belonged. Marshall King had a dummy half. Superb. Jesus, a good player. Yeah. Very fast. Took advantage of a sloppy ruck from the Roosters. Jesus said, last two performances haven't been great, the Roosters. Mm. I know we can talk about how traditionally they're slow starters, but they lost that semi-final of South Sydney where they just lost their way, and then they lost their way again yesterday. Yep. Questions
0: for Trent Robertson. Just on Katoa, and you mentioned a couple of mistakes off the kick-off. That was pretty unlucky. You know, uh, got the toe ended mm. or well, towed it forward, ended up going uh, straight back to uh, the Roosters who then scored just after that as well. But overall, uh, that performance... Watching him thinking, this kid's going to be something, and Anthony Milford's not getting
1: back in that team. No, well, they can't make a replacement with Katoa yet because he just played so well yesterday. Mm. And I think Wayne Bennett would have been sitting there smiling because the longer the game went, Katoa looked every bit a first-grade player. The thing that I liked about him was towards... I might have been halfway through the second half. There was last tackle, but they decided to run it, and they scored the try for it. Whereas most young players possibly would have kicked, um, got rid of the ball and not prepared to, to run it because the game was still in the balance. Um, so he backed himself, so he's got good vision. Um, and again, uh, O'Sullivan was really good yesterday. Yeah. Good player. You know, just a solid Rock player. solid. He's just rock solid. Mm. Um, you know, he, he looked threatening early in the game with, with his running, which is not really his strength. His strength is his calmness and his composure. Um, has the feels of a nice combination to complement
0: each other quite well with their yeah, skill yeah, yeah. sets.
1: Yeah, uh, and I think he was dominant yesterday, O'Sullivan. But I think also with him playing in that Penrith system last year, getting – I think he got a five or six games in a row there. And I felt that was when he looked as though he belonged as a first grader. Sometimes it's hard for players when they're in and out of a first grade team and you don't get to see him on a regular basis. But last year – With Penrith, when he played consistently, he just looked as though, yep, this guy can handle first grade. And if he gets an opportunity to club, uh, he'll be a a starting number seven. So he, he was really, really good for them yesterday.
0: Back page of the City Morning Herald as well. NRL boss backs doctors after concussion furor. So uh, certainly your great mate Ricky Stewart had some things to say after the Raiders' narrow defeat to the North Queensland Cowboys. And, uh, well, you know, he said, why would I ever put a player on the field if they're concussed? Um, and, you know, we had the situation where Kalen Ponga was taken off Friday night. I think the biggest criticism over this, loss is the fact that doctors not there at the ground. Yeah
1: yeah they they don't they're in the bunker s- they 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 see um what happens on the field by the vision that they see on the on the screen and then they relay back to the clubs to take these players from the field the only issue i have all right the only if they're going to do it over the weekend i saw a number of players come from the field for, for what i thought was uh yeah you know, innocuous hmm. hits or or touches to the head Whereas I saw other ones that they weren't made to leave the field. So if you're, you're either in or you're out. But it's like they're picking and choosing which ones they're taking from the field. Because the classic example yesterday was Matt Lodge. The independent doctor, oh, I don't think, took him off. Because he stayed on the field for mm. a period of time. It was the rooster's doctor who took him from the field. And I think he ended up with an eye injury. He's got a facial a fracture. Facial fracture. To, has to have Everyone saw tomorrow. that. Well, that should have been, mate, you're off Mm. straight away. Not allowed to stay on there for a minute or two. Mm. uh, There was other ones over the weekend where I thought a guy would be taken from the field and yet they're allowed to stay on there. So that's where I get a little bit confused. Mm. Because again, if you can't assess them, you're only seeing the vision. Surely if you're going to be cautious about it, you take them off. That's the only thing. It just looked like some players were getting taken off and others were allowed to stay on the field. So, if you're going to do it, be all in with it. Uh, Back pages of the Australian. Smith exercises ghosts
0: of India tests past is the headline there. Tourists spin a story as dusty pitches undermine hosts best. Also on the back page of the Australian. But the other thing, Clarkie, out of the the test, uh, the result on Friday, is it, and I'm sure this will... This is probably as knee-jerk as it gets after one test. But, uh, you know, it's fueled the captaincy debate. But Steve Smith, to his credit... You know, just came out and said, look, this is Paddy's team. This no, is Paddy's team. Right. I've that's had right. my time. And Smitty. he just straight away doused smart. any fire with it.
2: Smart play. It. Uh, had, to, had to come out and say that. And it, it's true. They had the chance to go back to Steve Smith, and they didn't. They went to Pat Cummins. So I, I think Smitty deserves a lot of credit for the way he captain the other day, but the way he's handled that as well. I think that's smart. Um, the one for me is that uh, if the selectors can't see that they made a huge mistake in dropping oh. Travis Head you'll never see anything. It's clear as day. So I just hope, you know, I I hope we've looked at this tour or these first three test matches and learnt something around selection, around 11 players' team, around style of play, around preparation. That's that's the most important thing because, again, okay, we can't win this series. We can level it, but we can't win it. We've got Test Championship, which is a massive Test match, no matter who we play against. So I hope we're as well prepared for that as we can be. And then we've got the Ashes. And if we learn from this, we will be better prepared for England in England, and that will give us a chance of winning the Ashes.
0: Gosh, we're going to have about six tests in seven weeks in that period. Test Championship, final, all up Ashes.
2: Yep. So preparation is where? Where do they say the Test Championship was? That's in oval. England, isn't it? Yeah, okay, so oval. even that is good. At least you're playing a Test match awesome. in England before the Ashes starts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's the key to when you, you losing in India is really it's a given. It happens. There's not too many teams that, that haven't lost. Not too many Australian teams that haven't lost in India. Lost the Test match or lost the series or whatever it is. So I don't think there's. I don't think there's an expectation that you walk into Indian conditions um, and win every game you play. You know it's going to be tough, but it's just like I say. I think we, I think we, we lost the series before we turned up.
0: Well, that's the thing. As a you fan, know? it's frustrating. We, we could have won this series.
2: We, well, we got a good. Team. Team. Yep. Yep. I, I think we got a good enough team. we were in a position to win the second test. I agree. I agree. We have got a good enough team if we were well prepared. If we selected the right eleven. And if we played our best cricket, yeah, of course we could have. Oh, as long as we got
0: some ratings in the Big Bash, though. Awesome. <laughs> uh, on the text line, uh, stacks of uh, heroes and villains text here, and a $100 gift card up for grabs today, and the case of the Saint and Sinner alcoholic kombucha. Uh, get our led, lads, uh, villain. My dog, uh, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Doglish, sorry for waking me up at 2am, an hour and a quarter before the alarm was set for this morning's game. Hero, Liverpool's 7-0 demolition of man U. Good on you, Azza. You'll be up and about this morning. a fellas. Hero, the entire NRL for the standard of footy, but especially the Dolphins. What a fantastic weekend of footy. Uh, villain, the hapless, toothless, pathetic Tigers. Hey, Clarky, it's going to be a long year. Special me- mission must go to... Uh, jumped the bar in the last at Randwick. Uh Tried to jump something and cost me the quaddy. Not quite sure I get that, but good on you, Graham. Thanks for that. Um, Morty boys hero, Zach Purton. He's right on Artorias. Then to back it up on communist. Uh, Villain, the rooster's left edge of Swali'i and Tupo. Jermaine Asako made them look C-grade. Cheers, fellas, says Ross. uh ch- Morning, boys. What happens with Victor Radley now? He gets knocked out every second game. Very concerning. Cheers. Boorawa Rod. Good on you, Boorawa Rod. Uh, yeah, this is an issue for Victor Radley for sure. And he got poked in the eye of the poor bloke yeah. yesterday as well. It was in the wars. Yeah. Any, anyone
1: that's been knocked around uh, a few times and had to leave the field with concussion assessments, uh, it's n- uh, not good. But Victor got his head in the wrong spot yesterday. Uh, it's something that he's going to have to fix in his game. Otherwise, he'll continue to, to be knocked out, and then that puts his career uh, in doubt.
0: Give us a call, thirteen fifty three fifty three. 53. Send us a text, 0419 272 for your heroes and villains this Monday morning. Uh, just some results from overnight. so Nottingham Forest and Everton have finished 2-2 in the Premier League. Liverpool 7, Manchester United 0 at Anfield this morning. 7-0, incredible. Cody Gapko with a double, Uh, Nunes with a goal in fact Nunes had a double as well and Mo Salah with a double and Firmino the other goal for Liverpool this morning. Uh, We've got the final round of the Arnold Palmer at Bay Hill on the PGA Tour Kurt Yama has a one stroke lead over Jordan Spieth and Jason Day five shots off the pace and is two under through seven holes. He's tied for ninth in his final round Uh, Adam Scott started two under for the day he's now In fact, he's one under for the tournament. And he's even through 17 holes in his final round. Uh, The Aussie tied for 31st. But uh, Oscar Piastri had his Formula One debut in Bahrain. It lasted 15 laps. He was going pretty well, though, but uh, lasted 15 laps. An electrical fault brought his day to an end there And uh, in his McLaren. So Red Bull, Cornell at the race, Max Verstappen beating home. Sergio Perez, Aston Martins, Fernando Alonso, was in third position. Now, keeping an eye this morning on the Australian seven sides over in Vancouver, and uh, our men—they've got a semi-final against France, and that's kicking off at about just after quarter to nine this morning over in Vancouver. And our women have also got a semi-final against the USA just after eight o'clock this morning. Uh, heroes and villains, fellas, what do we got? Loza. Over to you.
1: Oh, what have I got? I've got the Dolphins. Dolphin domination up north. They were very, very good against the Chookies yesterday. So I've got them as my hero and Wayne Bennett in charge as coach. So well done to them. Uh, Villains, I haven't really got too many villains. It's probably easy to um, talk about the Australian cricket selectors getting preparation wrong for the tour. India, and not admitting that Travis Head really? should have been in the first test match? Yeah, they seem defiant
0: in their sort of brushing off of all that, <sighs> aren't they? Right. Especially with the preparation stuff. They they, they wouldn't, do, wouldn't well, have done anything different. You've you know, to be
2: kidding the, you me. You know the other thing as well, that uh, just thinking about it over the last couple of weeks, uh, and I, I know coaching and selecting is very different to playing. I understand that. Like, I think about um, the guy that uh, really started coaching me when I was seven years of age. uh, To me, he's, he's the best batting coach that I ever used. And he never played... At the highest level, we never played first class cricket or international cricket yet. As a batting coach, I think he's an absolute genius. He also helped, he was Philip Hughes's batting coach. He's done a lot of work with Manus Labuschagne, So it it's shows. Costa. Yes, yes. Right. So it shows that you don't have to play at the highest level to know um, what it takes to get there. But I just think of our, our selection panel, our head coach, our captain in Pat Comet, none of those guys had played test cricket in India before. So the guys that are selecting the team... They've never played in those conditions. So, again, I'm not saying you've got to have a selector or a captain or a coach that's played there before, but I think that's where you could have used someone like, when you get to India, you know Matthew Hayden and Mark Waugh, for example, over there commentating. They could have communicated with those guys through the preparation just to get some more advice and um, learn a little bit more about what our right 11 is. You know, I, I can't imagine... If they had have spoke to Matthew Hayden about dropping Travis Head for that first Test match for Matt Renshaw, I, I think he would have made it very clear that he would have disagreed with that decision. So, again, I'm, I, just, I just I don't think we've used everything around right. us to why, why to they, be best why prepared. Why did they drop
1: Matt Head? Uh, Travis Matt Head. Head. Travis Head. What, why did they drop Head? That, what, what was the reason? They thought
2: he wasn't a good enough player against spin. Extreme, the, in those extreme in those conditions, conditions yeah. They said, yeah, yeah. But they, yeah.
1: What, my, what my point is, why take him for a starter if that's their reasoning? Yep. And then if it was because he wasn't hitting them well in the nets, well,
2: they you can't, did the, can't they, be a good bit. The nets is garbage. Well, they did with Ashton Agar, Yeah, I know it's garbage that and but, he's ranked fourth in the world in leading run scorers for the year. So the other thing, so Travis Head went behind, he didn't just go behind Matt Renshaw. Yeah, he went behind uh, Peter Hanscom And then we also knew Cameron Green was going to come back at some stage. So are you telling me Travis Head's now the fourth best batsman in that squad? Yeah. Like it, 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 behind those, like, that's, that's, absolute mistake that they got that wrong but yeah uh, anyway, we can talk about it for ages the the, the fact, the point I love is that the players have come a long way and it shows, playing in those conditions they have adjusted, they have made changes to their game, they are backing their defence more, they are more disciplined, even our bowling, you know Nathan Lyon no coincidence, is bowling like a genius now because he's had more time more time bowling in the nets, more time bowling in two test matches, now he's at the top of his game for those conditions who are your heroes uh, heroes for, for me, I've gone um, Dolphins and Aussie Cricketers. They're my two heroes. And I hate to do it, but I, <laughs> I know it's game one, but, Matt, Tiges. We were Grand poor. We were poor. I've got to put Tiges as my villains oh, today. I'm sorry. Geez.
0: My hero is Alex Dimonor uh, for winning his first ATP 500 title in the Mexican Open over the weekend. didn't He came from a set down to beat Tommy Paul, got a pretty flash-looking trophy and a sombrero with it as well. <laughs> uh, my villain, <laughs> bit random this, Jar Morant, NBA player for the Memphis Grizzlies, oh, who man. had a gun in a strip club and, you know, fooling around with the – had the piece with him, and it was on Instagram Live. There you go. There's.
2: Took a gun to a strip club.
0: There's. Uh, okay, well, whether it was everywhere. his, not sure. But there's an Instagram live video with him. It's being investigated. And he's oh, got a bit yeah. of form of uh, around uh, guns as well, Ja Morant. So, I mean, that's. So you're A, at strip club with gun
1: it on, Instagram. States, that's he's, smart. he's gun legal in America. Oh. Is that play on? How does that work? In certain states it is. Yeah, so I want to... Is it first is. Firstly,
2: is that play on? And I don't know, is strippers okay in the, oh. in the States as well? Like, come on. And then just go right? and put it on Instagram. Why not film it? Yeah, perfect. Oh, Great don't idea. worry, mate. If he's not filming it, trust me, somebody else is. <laughs> 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 oh, dear.
0: There you go. So that's why Villa villain this morning. All right, Shane. Go on. Here we go. Good morning, mate.
3: Golf and domination. Morning. Shano,
2: sorry, sorry, sorry. How dare I have them as my wooden spoon? I apologize. Clarkie, I told you before, mate, red and gold yep. will not follow. No, you're right. Today,
3: you were spot on. Los, Oh, dear. Yes, Shano. Fins, fins up, baby. Fins up. <laughs> I'll
1: tell you what, your man kafusi leveled a few yesterday. Oof. Mate, well, I thought the Kenty
3: called him Dad's Army. Oh, right.
1: My God. Well, they didn't look like Dad's Mate. Army yesterday. <laughs> they looked humble. But, again,
3: so look, it's only round one. Only round one. Look, you know who my heroes and villains are, boys. But a quick shout-out to um, Gus, Joey Gow, um, Kenty, uh, <laughs> Buzz Rothschild, Danny Wideload, all of them. Um, there's, no, there's not enough depth for a 17th uh, team, boys. There's not enough talent in the NRL for a 17th team. Um, they need a marquee player. Why haven't they got a marquee player? Oh, um, why haven't they got a name? You, they just can't be the Dolphins. They've got to have a name. <laughs> oh, God, give it. me a break. There it. you go. It. Mate, the Cafusi, Do- the Bromwich boys, young Katoa, sensational, mate. 35000 up there. Wait till they get their little home ground there in Redcliffe. It'll be jumping through the roof, you know, so well, got good, good luck They're
1: going to be a bigger test this week, Shane.
3: Yeah, they got the Warriors.
1: No, they got the Raiders. Raiders. Where at? Dolphin Park.
3: Dolphin Stadium. Oh, good luck, Loz. Um, Look, my villain, without (laughs) doubt, I watched it yesterday. That's Cyril Garn fighting for the UFC heavyweight title. Absolutely disgraceful effort in the cage. He didn't want to even be there. They should take his prize money off him. He laid down. I've never seen a UFC fighter lay down, but this bloke did. And uh, for everybody saying that John Jones is a goat. It's still debatable. Let's wait till he defends the heavyweight title five or six times, and then he might be in the discussion. But, um, mate, very disappointing from Garn. He promised everything, delivered nothing, folded like a cheap suit. Pathetic.
0: <laughs> and Jones now, what, has conquered two divisions. He's also won 15 UFC championship fights, which I think's mm. the most ever. So well, he's he had, in had the three, conversation. Years, three years off. Yeah, hasn't fought since yeah. 2020 Yeah, It's Unbelievable. Yeah, incredible. All right. Good on you, Chano. Well done. Hey, boys. 1-0 for the Dolphins. And uh, on the text line, Heroes, Dolphins, Villain, Bulldogs. High fall summer. Delivered very little. Burton kickouts kicking was atrocious. Polar from Bowgala. We'll get to that game uh, for sure. Uh, we've just got Oh, yeah. Hey, Mido, didn't you see the way Jump the Bar? Jump the Broom's the name of the horse. That's why I was probably getting confused. Jump the Broom, veered out onto the other two chasers, basically tried to sidestep, almost caused a catastrophe. Uh, most obviously fear is a no-brainer. Uh, bad incident averted by some brilliant horsemanship. And, of course, that, those protests were, were upheld, and uh, sh- uh, Jump the Broom ended up running third in the last did you on there. Saturday, Mido? Uh, <laughs> How was the day? day? Yeah, at the, I was at the Punters Challenge. Right. Dave Stanley, Luke Marlowe hosted. Mm. Outstanding day. Unreal. But, uh, yeah, look, we went not great. We had Sir Luke and Early. Mm. I think we had one other collect. And it was a tough day. It was character building. Well,
1: I'll tell you how my day went, all right? I couldn't find a winner. And then I got on the chat group and I put it out there. Boys, have you got any mail? And the only one that come back to me was Stanley. And Marlowe. all right.
0: Stanley declared something. So obviously. Stanley declared yeah. something.
1: He goes, Hawkesbury next race number one, load up. So I went and had, <laughs> I went and had something on it. Oh my god! Then I get the message back. What's that say?
2: <laughs> Wrong number. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've I've then produced a photo and said, boys, I've already on this thing. Anyhow, I'm sitting there dirty as well. Hell. Going back the at wrong And it won. Oh, my God. It won at 10 to 1. Oh, my God. Cheer so up. I've just cheered, jumped up and down. As you should. Oh, that's DS. the only winner I got. Did people high-five you? Yeah, yeah. but uh, he sent me the wrong one. Oh, my
2: God. Mate.
1: <laughs> sent me the wrong one. But then, you know what he did? Like a true punter, he claimed it. He oh. said, I like that one anyway.
0: You've got to be kidding. Oh, uh, morning, Anthony. How are you?
4: Morning, guys. Well, we might as well start with racing, then, with, with, with heroes. Well, you, you you've got to stick loyal. I was loyal with Espiona uh, last week and loyal with the Taurus this week. So it makes that burden, the hero, for, uh, yeah. for, to, for the lo- and, and to help my loyalty.
0: And uh, it would have tested your loyalty, that horse, that's for sure. Both of them, both of them, Espiona and the Taurus. Oh, it's... yeah, it's, I think, I, I, well, I jumped off Espiona, of course. Well, with the Taurus, I just had to mm. stick.
4: And Espiona, was will give it another chance down in Melbourne. Oh, and and my, this is my but I'm looking up for my villain though. My villain is Barnus Labiche, taking the hero when he runs, leaving Travis Head Strand on 49. <laughs> just a couple of more dot balls and let Travis Head get the winning runs. He's yeah. done all the work.
0: Oh, you know what? I did think that as well, but then you just just win the test match. Mm. Just nah. test Man, match. He's, if, it's, he's if he's on 99, not it's 99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, You weren't the only one thinking that. Though uh, Anthony, but only no. one down. There was, there, there was uh, you know, we are going to lose 9 for 1. Yeah. Yeah, but 49 but, as opposed to 99 is a different one, isn't it? pup? Massive. Mm. Not, it?
4: not only the 49, though, uh, Meadow, but Travis had done all, all the heavy lifting too. You know, he, he, he really you know, put the end to the sword.
0: No, nah, take your point for sure. But uh, I think at the end of the day, um, I'm can sure I say Travis Head probably didn't care. Travis probably it, didn't want to face
2: another board just in case <laughs> he didn't get one with his name on it. <laughs> go for it, Anthony. You,
0: you
4: know when footy's back when Ricky Stewart does a press conference? I tell yeah, you what
2: I was Ricky blowing up about? Yeah, well, he, he got into the RLPA as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> he probably saw someone walk in at the what, back of the room and thought, right, there? I'm going to go with him now. <laughs> I, did, I did see the back end of that. And I, saw, I thought... Is this press conference yeah. about the game or is this pre-recorded? Was this done before the game? What, no, what was... I, look,
1: I, I I can understand the frustration of coaches because it's their job yeah. to, to try and win games, at, yep. games of football, yep. all right? But I think what they're questioning is why do we use the independent doctor? Now, everyone will have a view on this, all right? Because everyone will say, oh, the coaches won't look after their players. Yep. They'll send them back out if there's something wrong with them. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so there's an independent doctor that's not at the ground. But, this, this but they is, judge. What, is, so, so, so he's talking about yeah. how they can look at something on a screen and then tell you. I agree. Overrule I agree. the doctor at the
2: ground. Well, what's the point of having the doctor at the ground? And, and uh, uh, what, can somebody tell me, why does it, why does my GP, my GP, uh, there's certain things you can ring over the phone, mm-hmm. right? Right. And he will say, "Okay, he knows you. you've got a script. Here's a script, yeah. Michael. Go to the pharmacy because you've got swollen glands." Yeah. But on other occasions, my GP says, "Mate, I can't give you a script for that. I need to see you." So, and that's for like a cough. <laughs> how can a doctor determine how bad a concussion is, not seeing the patient, yeah. not seeing it? Well, well, that's the
1: blow-up at the moment with the coaches because the coaches are saying we've got every faith in our staff. But the NRL are saying no. We want to take all that away from you and have someone that's just totally independent that identifies someone if they've received a head knock, and we want to, them to be in charge. But I don't mind that being them off to be. To be but you
2: have to be at the ground, in my opinion. And then you don't need a team doctor. Team doctors can, don't even need to come to the game. Then if you've yeah. got if you've got that independent doctor, yeah. I I don't mind that. Yeah. So it's taken off. And, and I think teams. we all agree that... But it's got to be at the ground. Well, I
1: think we all agree that players will try and hide... Of course. From Definitely. 100%. ...head knocks. They will try and deny that Do you want to get on the head, field? That's exactly right. That's fair call. And, and they'll stay down. All that top so stuff. So
2: I'm okay with the independent doctor.
1: Yeah, so, so am I. are so not I. sitting
2: on the couch. I, not I, sitting in the bunker. I think they
1: have to be there as well. And I also think if you're going to take people off... Because I saw a couple over the weekend where the player didn't leave the field. And I'm thinking, well, hang on. You've taken this bloke off that game, surely this guy has to come off because you've assessed him and it looks the same. So for me, they missed a few over the weekend.
2: You know the other one that that worries, like not knowing rugby league well, you speak, Loz, about that, you know, that stingy you get in your shoulder. Sometimes that looks like the player's concussed. And you've even said that, but it's actually, it's your shoulder it's not yep. your head but it looks like in the tackle or it can look like in the player's reaction that they're actually dazed and or dizzy stunned, yes. so that's what that's what I, I think and i also think if you're going to if that happens and you drag the player you can still ma- if a doctor is an expert in that field surely they can make an assessment on the sideline and go no he's not concussed go back on now you don't have to stay off for 15 minutes, minutes yeah. like if it's if there's sort of concussion i get it Go do everything they have to do and that'll make a decision. Send him back on, keep him off, whatever. But if you know the player's not going to cast, surely you can't just go on what it looks like on the field. Well, that's what they've done in round
1: one. And again, I think... Everyone here sits here going, you know what, you've got to protect the players from themselves. A
2: hundred percent. Because that's they, 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 they will like try an and con their way. Yep, they'll try that's and find like their like way that. through it. Yeah, I think that's fair call because then as well, yeah. it takes away any sort of pressure on your own, own doctor, doctor that yes. no team wants anyway. No, exactly So not. let an independent doctor make the decision. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But surely that doctor has to be able to see the player face to face.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that, mate. I, I agree with that. Uh, just some more heroes
0: and villains here. Morty boys, what a Great weekend of sport. Two heroes for me. Firstly, the Sydney Kings. I made the trek from Singleton to the game Friday night with the kids. Our first live game, it was awesome. Even though they they lost it, it was such a great atmosphere, a great night out. The second hero, Zach Purton. Just a quality jockey that gives his ride every opportunity to win a race. Still think J-Mac is number one, but good to see him get some competition. Villain is unfortunately my Parramatta halves. Had 20 minutes to ice the game Thursday night. Did not deliver, says Mark from Singleton. Um, <laughs> uh Morning Jets hero, my bunnies, uh, putting all 16 teams on notice with the win on Sunday night. Uh, villain Jerome Luai and uh, gets stuck into Luai here, does Dino from the gong on the text line. But uh, it was one of the things to come out of the game Friday night was Luai and Jamin Semen being picked up by the cameras. But, it, it, I mean, I saw uh, Joey talking about it on the Sunday footy show on 9 yesterday. I mean, that's good, nothing, you know keeping each other accountable. It was just the fact it got picked up on the cameras, obviously, but they're the discussions that happen a million times a week, don't they, they, in rugby league? They
1: happen every training session, every game, every review. Uh, Unfortunately, it was captured on television, but those conversations are happening every day of the week in a football club. If someone misses their assignment during a game, you'll cop a spray, holding people account That's what you do. And I think Jamin Seven next time uh, won't be missing uh, his assignment. Yeah. He'll be there doing that run that Luai wants from him. So, uh, look, I understand it doesn't look good, you know, but when you've been in the workings of a football team before, it happens. And, and it happens. And they're the, they're the clubs that are the strong ones, where players are the ones that take ownership and leadership rather than your coach having to do it all mm-hmm. the time. Um, Uh, So I wouldn't be too concerned if I was a Penrith supporter, thinking, mm -hmm. oh, Jesus, the cracks cracks are appearing. No, no, no.
0: no. Uh, Morning, guys. My hero, Zach Purton, filling the West Tigers. They're putrid again, says Cal from Bathurst. Morning, boys. Fair dinkum. What is Tim Sheen's thinking about benching his captain and best player, Appy? Sorry, but different year and be same results for the Tigers. Go the bunnies. says the dwarf bunny. Uh, We'll Tim Sheen said after the match yesterday that Coruscant is essentially underdone heading into the season. So, hence, uh, he didn't start with him there yesterday. But uh, at the end of the day, he was just appointed captain. You know, key signing. Oh, yeah, it is a long season. Well, I
1: think everyone was surprised that he didn't start. But, again, the coaches are there. They're working with the players. They wanted Appy on because they probably thought that we, if we leave him off for the first 25 minutes, he can get through the whole game. Um as it turned out, they had to take him back off. So he was underdone and put Simpkins back on. He's not a bad little player, to be fair. Uh, I thought he played played well. But the Tigers, I thought there were some things there to like with their performance. I think their ball movement, uh, once they all understand their roles a little bit better. They, they just made way too many errors. I mean, a bit like the Roosters yesterday. In good field position, they just dropped the ball. And any pressure they were building was just... Alleviated straight away.
0: Overnight in the Premier League, Nottingham Forest and Everton finished two-two. Liverpool seven. Manchester United nil at Anfield. Yeah, it kept it quiet, didn't it, pup? Oh, here you go. Seven nil. Oh, Morning, what? Manchester United well
2: fans. Where does that put Liverpool? Uh, fifth. Awesome. No one cares about fifth. Kurt Kitayama. Where are United?
0: Uh, we we're chasing them. They're Where? third. Oh, okay. Whereabouts are they? Third. Where's Liverpool? Mm. 7-0. 7-0 at Anfield this morning. Kurt Kitayama, 9-under par, leading the uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill there. This morning, Jordan Spieth is one shot back, along with Terrell Hatton. Uh, Best of the Aussies is Jason Day, who's 5-under for the tournament. 2-under through his final round at 9 holes through. Tied for 8th, as it stands, the Aussie. Uh, Now, uh, also overnight, we had the Formula 1 season opener in Bahrain. Oscar Piastri he lasted 15 laps he was going pretty well but uh, he was forced to pit his McLaren would not restart a supposed electrical fault so he was out and Red Bull won the race in fact they cornelled it Max Verstappen beating Sergio Perez and Fernando Alonso in his Aston Martin finished third there on the weekend. Uh, sorry overnight. Uh, give us a call. Heroes and Villains, 1353 53. Send us a text 0419 272. Hey, boys, NRL back. How do we know? Ricky blowing up after a loss. Great round one. Hope it continues. Andrew at Newcastle. awarding legends, uh, heroes and villains for this Monday from Charmo from Newey. Hero, Roberto Firmino. For everything he's done at Liverpool after not getting a new contract and scoring overnight in the thumping win. Also special mention to Zach Purton. Two group, one win Saturday. Ultra impressive at 40 years young. Villain. Tough one, but the independent club doctor for taking Caleb Ponger off with 13 minutes to go Friday evening when we're on the front foot. And KP was looking sharp. Need the club doctor to step in and give the all clear and work together. Also plenty of short price favourites rolled on the weekend, so we'll throw them in the sin bin. Cheers, boys. Good on you, Shamo. Uh, gee, I'll tell you what, the Knights, that was one that got away there on Friday night. Was it Young in the corner? She nearly scored in the corner, mm. and that would have put the Knights ahead in the end. They went
1: down to the Warriors 20-12. to 12. Yeah, the big talking point, obviously, was Kalen coming from the field, but I actually thought Kalen was looking okay uh, playing in that 5 position. I think he'll get better as the season moves on. Hopefully he can stay out of um, harm's way and we can see the best of Carl and Polly this year I thought Newcastle, they were, they were looking good with the football, they defended well um, so I know that you know, people are disappointed that they didn't win first up but I think they've, they'll have some wins in them uh, this year but they've got another big game uh, this weekend and all those sides that you know, didn't win in week one uh, the pressure starts to mount, in particular the ones where the coaches are under pressure um, like an Adam O'Brien um, but yeah, Caitlin Ponga, I think the experiment there as a 5'8", I think uh, they'll they'll stick to it long term. He showed some glimpses of brilliance. Uh, disappointing of a Newcastle fan when he was made left the field uh, with that HIA. I'm not saying it was a right or wrong decision. What I'm saying is that they were in the game up until that point and their best player was taken from the field. Um, but again, you've got to look after the player themselves and Caitlin with the head knocks that he's received over the last couple of years. Um, you know, obviously they would have taken that into account, um, but I certainly understand the frustration of a uh, Adam O'Brien because he's coaching for his future. He would rather he's doctor make a a call on Kalen than the independent doctor. But we've got to be able to protect these players because we know as footballers one thing they want to do is finish games and they'll try and bluff their way through head knocks and that's probably one of the reasons we've ended up in the situation we have now where we have got these independent doctors.
0: Uh, We've got Luke. G'day, Luke. How are you? Morning, lads. Good. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. Have you got a hero and villain?
5: Yeah, mate. um, Just the news late late last week that... um Bobby Firmino is going to be leaving Liverpool after all these years, bringing all these trophies. Um, he's my hero. just most underrated striker in world soccer. And just to put that cherry on the top this morning, you know, it just shows the class of the men.
0: He's been great um, for us, for sure. Oh,
5: yeah. He he, uh, he's the one that made uh, Mane and Sulla great, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he, he hasn't been playing much last over the last mm. year with injuries and stuff, and you've noticed the difference. And, yeah, just, um, it's going to be sad to see him go, but, yeah, one of the... One of the best that Liverpool's
0: had in a long time, I reckon, anyway. It's no, definitely it? underage. Well, here,
5: here, What about your villain? Um, oh, The head doctor thing. Um, it's not so much a villain, but more of a gripe, is it? When there's a head clash, one player only goes off. Like, if, it, if there's duty and care and looking after people when there's head, like, head knocks, pretty sure when there's a head clash, two people butt head, But it always seems like only one person goes off with it. Well. So, the
0: South- well, well, I guess Laws was lamenting the inconsistency. I guess the, the problem is I mean, you know, I know they're doctors and they're professionals, etc., but it's still subjective. Doctors also have different opinions. Yeah, but situations. that's where
1: the confusion comes into play. And if you're a fan of watching your team and you see some guy come off the field, like a Kalen did the other day, and then you see another instance where a player stays on the field, you're questioning mm. their independence. <laughs> Because you're going, well, why aren't they taking him off the field? And for me, I saw players on the weekend that I thought would have or should have been assessed because of the precedent that happened earlier from Thursday night, Friday, that stayed on the field. So for me, I'm there wanting to know what the independent doctor is actually looking for. Is it just any knock to the head? And I think... Um, our caller makes a good point. If you've got two people colliding with their heads,
2: surely both players then have to leave the field for an assessment, don't they? Hmm. Is the assessment for concussion exactly the same? So once the player leaves the field, is there like a test that... You have to – every player does. Yeah,
1: I I think it's a standard test. Okay, so it's the same for every
2: single player. I think every club So at the moment, the inconsistency is not whether they are concussed or not. It's do do I drag them off the field or not. That's the inconsistent part. Once they're off the field, the test is exactly the same for every player. Yeah, and again, I've got no
1: drama with the players coming off because I Mm. think you need to protect them because they will stay out there as long as they possibly can. But I just see – I need more clarity around –
2: which player stays, which player comes. Yes, and yeah, why agreed. he's
1: allowed to stay yep. and why this spike is yep. coming from the field. But That's what, what I want okay, to know. Okay,
2: but that um, so, sounds like that. So, the, what I, I don't know is is there a, a standard test that every player has and that work that determines? That's not inconsistent. Mm. Sounds like that test is the same for every single player once you step off the field. If you don't pass this test, you don't go back on. Yeah. Okay, so the, the inconsistency and the problem we have at the moment is which player's getting dragged. Which player isn't? Yeah. Well, that that that's my
1: issue. With so it, how do they how do they stage? get that I think, more consistent? Then? I, I think if uh, there's
2: any touch of head,
1: well, I would assume if you've got a head clash, yeah, both players. I agree. Look, look Surely here. that's and, makes sense. And if we saw what happened with Kalen the other day, uh, he got up um, after lying there too. By the way, but I think I don't know what you know what what he was doing with it. He's just lying there thinking about oh, sh- sh, you know, yeah. What, we've just missed an opportunity or, or what it was. But then he jumps up to his feet, gets back in the line, yeah. and then he's dragged and he's saying, look, I'm okay. Yeah, but they're not but if that's to going to be the standard mm. of what we're looking for, yeah. I saw well, ones over the weekend similar where players stayed on the field. So mm. I'm finding it hard to think, why did they take him and not others? Because if you're trying to protect and yeah, looking after guys, you've got to make sure that you take them from the field rather than leaving them out there because otherwise you get people watching the game like us that are mm. a little bit confused about why he stays on and why another person has well, to come the other, from the, the other
2: field. thing, I'm, I'm worried about if we're just going on look. Like what does it look like? Somebody yeah. falls off a tackle, somebody, you know, uh, lays down for an extra two seconds or hunches over and puts their hand on their forehead. Just If you're just going on the look – That can't be right. Like, a a doctor has expertise in that field. It can't just be about how an incident looks. Surely it has to be about how they feel, how they stand up. Are they dizzy? Are they got a wobbly boot? Like, surely all of that... There'll be guidelines
1: there for them to to look at. But I think we don't know... Well, I certainly don't know what the guidelines are. I'll have to try and see whether I can get. And your example, the,
2: your example is the best one. The fact that when you get that burner in the shoulder, it it can look like the player is to Your head in the
1: wrong position
2: here, yeah. And you get so right. it's not a head. It's not a head knock. It's shoulder. shoulder yeah. But if on TV, if you're just going on what you're looking at, that player gets taken off the field. What if that's your best player?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I I, I, you know? I I agree, mate. I I think that. We've got to look after the player because we know in the past that coaches have allowed the players to stay on the field and that's the reason why we want the independent doctors because we've got to look after the player. But there's just still, for me, that little bit of confusion about why this player comes from the field Mm -hmm. and why another one stays out there.
0: Thanks for the call, Luke. Morning, Sean. How are you? Oh, mate, how are you, buddy? Yeah, very well, mate. What about you? I I bet you are. Oh, yeah, no, it's a beautiful morning. Beautiful morning. (laughs) Sensational. Nearly fell over on the school. Saw the score just before, but uh, yeah, fantastic. Who's your old villain? A, I'm on the holidays and I still watched it and got pulverised. Oh my
4: god, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, anyway, can't that's believe it. Beautiful mate, stuff. My heroes are the Dolphins. You know, I'm a, a, a the roosters. You know, like they, they play bloody good. for what I watched are fantastic. So they, they might be a team that maybe people might not realise how good they might they could be. But if they get in, injuries, they might struggle. But they're my heroes. And my villains are bloody
0: united, mate. <laughs> Smash my... Well, all, all like I can say is that it wasn't at Old Trafford; otherwise it would be more embarrassing. But what do you there? Yeah. Oh, well, I remember that 4-1 <laughs> win at Old Trafford a few years ago. That was yep. good. But 7-0, nah. will take it. No, sorry about that, ah. Sean. Nah, not really sorry, but... Uh, well, yeah. Of course you're not. <laughs> Go and enjoy. Adam Pengelly coming up shortly. In fact, I think we've got him there, do we? Warning, Adam. Yeah, good morning, Adam. How are you, mate?
6: Yeah, don't you start, Gerard, this morning,
0: please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave the 7-0 win for Liverpool at Anfield alone against Manchester United. And we'll start with the, you covered the Tigers-Titans last night there at Leichhardt. Uh, find some reason to cheer Clarky up, would you?
6: Yeah, morning to you, Sue Clarky. I'm sure it was a good weekend after watching that last
2: night. It all started well. Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, brilliant. Yesterday, Devo.
6: Yeah, I thought they showed some good signs, Jared. to be fair, at at stages throughout the game. Um, But again, their execution at really key moments let them down. And I suppose they've got to find that balance between playing that really attacking style of football that Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall want them to play. You see, it's a high energy, lots of offloads. But if you're going to make a lot of mistakes like I did yesterday, you're not going to win too many games. And they got into so many good attacking areas last night, particularly in that first half. But I think the one thing that was concerning for me was their, their, their red zone attack with all at sea, to be honest. They look more dangerous attacking from the halfway line and in 50 and 60 metres out than what they did inside the 10 or 20 of the Titans. And I think we saw at one stage Adam Dewey putting in a kick on the second tackle and had a full set inside the Titans 20. And that's just frustration and a little bit of panic, um, to be fair. I don't want to say anything bad about Adam Dewey. I think he was clearly their best or most threatening player in the second half. But, yeah, they've got a bit of work to do. I thought the Gold Coast defended really well and um, probably deserved that win. But uh, I suppose Tigers fans coming to expect a new era probably wasn't the greatest start they could expect there yesterday.
1: Uh, do you think the NRL coaches have got the right to question the use of the independent doctor,
6: Adam? No, no loss. Not at all. Not at all. I think the NRL, the path they're going down at the moment is the exact right path. I know there'll be a lot of people who are going to disagree with me on, on that front, uh, but I think we've seen in the past that players, they need protecting from themselves, themselves Loss. I remember I wrote a story for the Herald a couple of years ago. Um, the, the Roosters doctor, Tom Longworth, who's been a doctor of that club for many years now, did publish, the, I suppose, a, a medical journal or a study finding where he, he researched and, and surveyed players from a lot of different clubs and what he found was an anonymous survey and what he found in that survey there's the players were virtually admitting that they hide concussion symptoms from, from doctors and medical staff because they want to keep playing so yeah, sometimes I think maybe the independent doctor does go overboard a little bit dragging players off the field but you've got to remember they, they are not actually diagnosing a concussion when they take a player off the field they're just saying there are potential signs of a concussion and they want that player checked so then it's up to, obviously, the, the club medico to, to check that out and decide whether the player goes back onto the field or not. And I know in a situation like Kalen Pong is there on Friday night, you know, that he can argue to saying, listen, I was fine, I was a critical part of the game. But the independent doctors have to take a, a conservative approach. We, we've seen that in the game. So I know there's going to be can, a lot of Adam, can they it.
2: do that from not being at the ground? Like, well, it, I, do, I... Is that, is, do you think that's is, – is it fair to do that via vision?
6: Yeah, Clucky in some respects. It's better for them to not be at the ground, so they have access to more cameras, more video angles. So they can see stuff that they wouldn't see at the ground. So yeah, I, okay. I, I understand that you know actually diagnosing concussion, you probably need to be there face to face. But again, I stress the point: they are not actually diagnosing concussion; mm-hmm. they are just saying that there's potential signs of a concussion. They want that player checked. So, oh, listen, I know it's going to cause some drama. I know coaches are there to win football games, players are there to win football games, but. What they're doing at the moment, I think, is they're going down the right path. Yep, they might have been a little bit ultra conservative and safe there on the weekend, but I think the NRL's, I truly believe the NRL's doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think we all agree on that. The, the one that I had some concerns about is just I, I thought I saw ones on the weekend that were similar to guys being Thomas. taken from the field but were allowed mm. to stay out there. That's all. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with you, Loz. That and, and that's where to... the confusion comes, because you're following your team, and you see it happen to your player, and then you see mm. something else happen in that game, and you're going, well, hang on, why doesn't he leave the field?
6: Yeah, and I know that probably does need to be better consistency across the board, but, but for example, Loz, I'll give you an example from last night, I was at the Tigers and Titans game, obviously, and... Sean Bloor, the Tigers back row, got hauled off for a HIA, I think, midway through the first half. When he came to the sideline, and he was, I'm not going to say ropeable, but he was extremely frustrated and upset. He's shaking his head, saying, why am I coming from the field? Why are they doing to this to me? Blah, blah, blah. He went up the tunnel, and guess what? He failed his HIA. Hmm. So if that was left in the players' hands, or maybe even the club doctors' hands, then he's probably still on the field. So listen, it's just the way the, way the game's going at the moment. I know it's a very, I suppose, sensitive subject, but... I think they've got to err on the side of caution and let's just let them do their job. Let's talk some
0: racing and Zach Purton, what a day he had there. Uh, Taurus winning the Canterbury Stakes and Communists with a bit of a boil over there in the Randwick Guineas.
6: Yeah, just I'd love to see him back down in Australia riding more often, wouldn't you, Gerard? I know he's probably in the twilight of his career and Zach's made some serious noise in the last 6 to 12 months in particular about coming towards the end of his riding career and... He might not even see at the end of 2023 the way it stands. He might finish the season in Hong Kong, and, and that's it. But what a pleasure it was to see him in action there on the weekend. We'll start off on Notorious. Well, what is it? More than two years since his last win, wasn't it, in the Blue Diamond? So, and again, Zach just showed the value of just pinching one or two pairs closer in the run than what he, what he usually is. He's a horse. that's usually last, second last, third last in the run. And he, he was just able to settle a little bit closer to midfield there. And he took a while to wind up, to be fair. But you thought Imperatriz was the winner all over in the last 100 metres or so, but he... He absolutely launched Labor Tourist. So that's the type of horse that he is. Once he gets out to gets conditions in his favour, out to 1,300 metres, and a nice conservative ride from Zaki, he, he really put his best foot forward there on the weekend. So good placement by Anthony and Sam Freeman. I don't think it was the strongest group one we're going to see in Sydney. We've seen for a while. Or we'll see throughout the Autumn Carnival. But he was clearly the class act in that race. And then moving on to the Randwick Guineas. Well, geez, I was filthy. Loz Osapenko came out on Saturday morning because after after Cabin's performance, I... Mm. I thought that was Ossipenko's race there, but unfortunately, Chris Wallace said that he had an elevated temperature, so he was withdrawn from the Ramwick Guineas. And take nothing away from communists, just a, a really nice bit of placement from Michael Friedman. I think we saw in the spring last year when that horse got to a mile, there was a much better horse than over six or seven furlongs. So, again, Zach, perfectly rated ride, got the job done. off Cabin was probably a little bit disappointing given the price from back in the field there, but uh, yep, big group one double for Zach there at Ramwick on the
1: weekend. What did you make of the Everest winner? Giga kick making a return.
6: Yeah, he was good, Loz. Uh, Had that trouble at the start, got a bit of a squeeze and a bit of interference and had to settle way back in the field there. And the two leaders were from Gordon Eduardo and passive aggressive. So, what under Graham Beck, found the right race for his mayor to come up to Sydney to to really pick up another stakes race up here. And I think he gets him for a big preparation, to be fair. I know 1,000 metres is probably a little bit short of his best distance. He'll be aimed towards the TJ Smith stakes, obviously, later in the campaign. So... I don't think there's any doubt he's a horse you want to take out of the race. And it wasn't good to see the old boy Eduardo back. He, um, he struggled at the back end of his spring campaign, trolled up nicely this time. I think Joe Pride, hopefully, has got him back on track and maybe another wing or two in store for him later in his career.
0: The two-year-olds out of the Todman and the Riesling, learning to fly, just stayed unbeaten. Now $4.50 on the second line of betting.
6: Cylinder, now the favourite after winning the Todman. Yeah, it's going to be an open slippery, isn't it, Jared? I think we saw there on the weekend, they both ran fairly... Well, I suppose the, the Colts were a couple lengths quicker than the Phillies there with Sealand. Obviously, they went came home a lot quicker in the, in the Todman States than they did in the Riesling. So, oh, he's just been flying under the radar a bit, hasn't he, Sealand? He's just a really professional Colt. We saw there on the weekend, he could settle on speed and then managed to outfight. Red Resistance is a very tough horse, again, Adrian. So, another string to his bow there. And back to the Phillies, well... You would have thought for all money for seal had the, had the drop on learning to fly then. She was going to run past her, but it was a really tough win by learning to fly. I don't think Annabelle Nee should be too disappointed about that, but she's lost favouritism, obviously, with the Colts running faster time. And two weeks to go to the Slipper boys. It's going to be a very, very open race, in my opinion.
0: Terrible fall in the Australian Guineas. Ethan Brown set for more surgery today.
6: Yeah, shocking news, wasn't it, Gerard? That was a story out of the race, obviously, and he's got more surgery today. He's still in intensive care in a a serious condition, I think, but hopefully he gets that surgery done in theatre today. Uh, The abdominal injuries is a big concern for him, so we're wishing Ethan uh, all our best because it was quite a serious situation there on the weekend, and we'll get some more news later this afternoon or tonight and bring it to you on the program tomorrow morning, boys. And Mark Zara, he walked
0: away, escaped serious injury, and the horses, uh, they are okay. Uh, there was, yeah. uh, I think, an abrasion to the head of one of them, but they were okay. Uh, but, what? yeah, it
6: was a horrible, horrible watch. Quite unbelievable, wasn't it, Jared? It just goes to show how dangerous this sport is. So, yeah, we're wishing Ethan all our best today. Thanks, mate. Have a good day. See you, boys.